History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, there's a meme going around the Internet that says, if you want to understand how to fix a problem in the world, you have to ask who is profiting from the problem, not who's suffering from it. So who has benefited from all the restrictions we've experienced now for 16 months because of this mysterious thing called COVID-19, and and they're trying to extend these restrictions too now? So what have we learned about our medical establishment and global elites and their big monopolies that they try to implement? And what has it revealed more than ever about the network of people who've been working to establish global government for a long time, decades and decades? Today, Brian and I are going to review what we've learned about COVID. We're going to talk about a couple of books that we found helpful We're going to talk about how we can lessen the power of big monopolies so that we can meaningfully move forward towards a better future. So let's start with what we've learned about how this virus came to be. Where did it come from? Well, most of us didn't know this term before, gain of function. Gain of function is where you take a virus in a research lab and you make it more lethal and more contagious with the goal of enabling better vaccine research but is also used to create or can be used to create bioweapons. And we now know the Chinese military actually had personnel inside that Wuhan lab. So for most of this time, we've heard from the mainstream media, we've heard from Dr. Fauci, that the COVID virus originated in the Wuhan open food markets. But Judy Mikovits, who we had on our show a long time ago, said, no, it originated in that Wuhan virus laboratory, and Dr. Fauci even helped support it financially. So, sixteen uh, he illegally months, funded it, right? Yeah. So, sixteen months later, Dr. Fauci's emails have come out, and last week he looked white as a ghost when he was being grilled by Senator Rand Paul under oath. He denied funding the research, but he admits that yeah, COVID could have come from that Wuhan lab. But in the meantime, it's been all this time, everybody's been called, you got to be a conspiracy theorist to be believe it came from the Wuhan lab. Well, it looks like it did. Well, and there's a new book about the origins of the gain-of-function research, and it's by Dr. Peter Bregan, who's really investigated this. And he's the book is called Global Predators. We are the prey. Watch for it. You will learn a lot more from thorough, respected investigators like Dr. Bregan, then from the paid narrative pushers in the, as we will see, pharma paid press. But today we're going to briefly review a new book for you, too, that we have found helpful. It's, the title of it is The Truth About COVID-19, Exposing the Great Reset, Lockdowns, Vaccine Passports, 
and the New Normal, and it's by Dr. Joseph Mercola. He's a natural health physician, an investigator, and a best-selling author. And you can get the book on his website, Mercola.com, or on Amazon. And once again, the title of it is The Truth About COVID-19. So in the foreword to the book, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., founder of Children's Health Defense, and yes, the nephew of JFK, summarizes the big picture. He says, quote, government technocrats, billionaire oligarchs, big pharma, big data, the high finance robber barons, and the military industrial intelligence apparatus love pandemics for the same reason they love wars and terrorist attacks. Catastrophic crises create opportunities of convenience to increase both their power and wealth. And he mentions another book by Naomi Klein called The Shock Doctrine, The Rise of Disaster Capitalism. She chronicles how authoritarian demagogues, large corporations, and wealthy plutocrats use mass disruptions to shift wealth upwards, obliterate the middle classes, abolish civil rights, and expand authoritarian controls. But this strategy is not new. It's been used all over the world for centuries. It's almost like a formula. In fact, during the Nuremberg trials in the late 1940s, one of the people on trial was Hitler's top commander, Hermann Goring. And he said, uh, this is the English translation, it is always a simple matter to drag the people along. The people can always be brought to the bidding (laughs) of the leaders. This is easy. All you have to do is tell them they are being attacked and denounce the pacifists for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to great danger. It works the same in every country. (laughs) Now, that may have not have been the best German translation, but that is what Hermann Goering said. And and although it's cynical, I think a lot of it's still true today. And you used to speak German. I mean, you... I I used to. Yeah, Yeah. you lived in Switzerland, and (laughs) now it's coming back. But anyway, Scripture tells us that the love of money is the root of all evil and how leaders, including many leaders of ancient Israel have been corrupted by a lust of power and riches. We're foolish to think if we don't think that sin and corruption is rampant in our time. Well, you know, and many of the people that have been doing a lot of censoring, for instance, they've really censored America's frontline doctors. Uh, the same people doing the censoring of any information out of the you know the mainstream narrative, a lot of them have also gotten a lot wealthier. Just look at the market value of Google, of Facebook, of Microsoft in the last 16 months. I have. They've doubled or tripled in value. And individuals like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook and Bill Gates have become vastly richer. And you know who the richest man in the world is? Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Now, I'm, we we support free enterprise, but these government restrictions have put a lot of retailers out of business. While Amazon, Jeff Bezos has over two hundred billion dollars. And another thing that's come out in just the last week or two is that a lot of these social media networks—Twitter, Facebook, Google—have been colluding with the government. It's actually coming from the government, and the social media networks have been colluding with them and this is even reaching the mainstream media yeah, to do point. the censorship yeah, they, to do to do the yeah, censorship they, they plan yeah. it behind the scenes and so there've been nine new billionaires created from the vaccine alone did we know that 
we know that Facebook and Google, along with many other big foundations and corporations, are investors in vaccine companies, really. So could that maybe be why they are wanting to censor early treatments and and any information about vaccines that could that is the truth that it is experimental that that hasn't been tested long enough that it has dangerous side effects oh they're shutting that down as misinformation well really why do they do that well we know that Google and Facebook are also large donors to the CDC foundation which is tied in with the CDC before all this we thought that the CDC was an independent non-biased organization looking out for taxpayers. Well, all you have to do is look at the large donors who can avoid taxes by, quote, donating large sums of money to the CDC, get them to dictate the policies that they want, and then profit hugely when the drug companies that they are invested in go up in value. Hmm. It's amazing how much the donors the big donors to the CDC have benefited from CDC policies. Maybe it's just pure coincidence, but I don't think so. Well, and then they call themselves benefactors or uh, philanthropists right. and, and avoid taxes that So way. read some of the so, donors. So some of the donors, all you have to do is look on the website, and who are they? The Rockefeller Foundation, Open Society Foundation, George Soros, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Pfizer Foundation, Pfizer Incorporated, one of the biggest vaccine makers, the Rothschild Revocable Living Trust, the big bankers, the United Nations Foundation, really, Facebook, Google, Abbott Laboratories Drug Company, AstraZeneca, another big vaccine maker, Eli Lilly and Company, big drug company, Merck Pharmaceuticals, one of the biggest drug companies in the world. Bayer, which is also one of the biggest drug companies. That these huge donors to the CDC profit from CDC policies has prompted Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and others to say that the CDC itself is a vaccine company. And now the Biden administration is mandating that 100,000 federal workers have to get the vaccine or lose their jobs. This was after stating that the government would not be implementing vaccine passports. Well, this is a vaccine passport, and it's an unproven experimental biologic. They're pushing everyone to get. What is the big drive behind this? Are people going to go along with this so that the rich can get richer? Well, there's some evidence that they won't. So we've talked about the rich getting richer, which wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the fact that the poor have been getting poorer. In the U.S., minority unemployment has soared. And do you know that over 100,000 small businesses in the U.S. have been permanently closed? And this is something I haven't heard till real recently doing the research. That includes 41,000 African-American-owned businesses. Haven't heard BLM or anybody anybody in the media say any any concern about this. Some of these businesses took generations to build. And then when you look outside the United States, like at Africa and Latin America, they're undergoing extreme economic suffering and food shortages. And it's been so sad to watch this happen, and all under the guise of science and the common good. And what we have seen through history is what the rich, the upper classes, what they tend to really want all the time is 
a hereditary dynasty where they always have power, no competition. In other words, big monopolies where everyone is dependent upon them. That's what our founders fought so hard against, a permanent caste system or aristocracy. They fought to to prevent that. And so what are they doing now to try to secure their monopolies? Well, they're trying to scare people into the case-demic of new variants and blaming new outbreaks outbreaks of COVID on the unvaccinated. But wait a minute. The vaccinated are supposed to be safe from any new variants, right? If the vaccine's safe and effective, then they have the protection. They aren't going to get it from the unvaccinated. So uh, the truth is the, that all men having power ought to be mistrusted. And that is a quote straight from James Madison. And of course, the Bible tells us that man, that man has a ruthless and sinful nature. Love of power and money are root of evil. So what is our big takeaway as far as the problem of this whole COVID debacle? We can never be naive about the CDC, the press, big tech, pharma companies, or the medical establishment ever again. Yep, it's time for a break, but soon we're going to be back and we're going to talk about silver linings of the COVID debacle and also what we as citizens can do to make things better, which is what we try to do on this show. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back talking about what we've learned from the COVID crisis, how we can try to lessen the power of big monopolies, and how we can meaningfully move forward. So we've talked about some of the problems, and the rich have gotten richer, and the poor have gotten poorer, and monopolies have gotten bigger. But you know what? There are some silver linings. For example... More and more people that we talk to and that we read about aren't just only relying on drugs and traditional medicine to solve all their sickness problems. They're focusing more on prevention and wellness, which is what we should be doing all along anyway. You know, like RFK Jr. and others say, traditional medicine, if you follow it just blindly, it can become a kind of false religion or just follow the CDC and don't ask any questions. And don't look at who's, you know, possibly gaining from the monetarily from all this. More people are taking supplements like vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, zinc, and not just relying on, gee, now i got to get the third jab. Uh, We have learned this year that the U.S. is the most medicated and vaccinated country on the planet. But are we the healthiest? No, we are not. We need to change our lifestyles. We have some of the highest rates of chronic disease. We need to figure out the cause of that. The silver lining is that more people are doing independent research, independent studies, and looking for alternative approaches. So another one, another silver lining is that more people are becoming aware of the pharma-paid press. And we need to touch on this and just illustrate from Robert F. Kennedy, he emphasizes that Big Pharma has way too much control over our information and media sources. Uh, big, He says Big Pharma's $9.6 billion annual advertising budget 
gives these unscrupulous drug companies control over our news and television outlets. For instance, he said, in 2014, he had a conversation with former network president Roger Ailes. And yeah, Fox News uh, has a lot of good things, but it's too controlled by pharma as well. And so Roger Ailes told RFK that he would fire any of his news show, show hosts, his news show hosts, who allowed him to talk about any vaccine safety issues or anything critical of the pharmaceutical companies. He said, our news division gets up to 70% of ad revenues from pharma in non-election years. So the big Trump drug companies not only control the CDC, but the mainstream press. Did we know that before? No, we weren't paying enough attention. And and by the way, the biggest proportion of their advertising goes on the news shows, probably partly because of demographics. But think about it. Have you heard a lot of big stories about pharma over the last several years? Have you heard about the all the adverse events and deaths that have been reported to the federal government about the vaccines on network news shows? Over the last few years, have you heard about the billions of dollars that pharma companies like Merck or Pfizer have had to pay out for fraud regarding some of their prescription drugs? Because they can be sued on prescription drugs like Vioxx, but you know what? They can't be sued for damages caused by vaccines. They've been immune from that ever since 1986. What's the result of this? Well, they don't have a financial incentive to do the really rigorous safety testing like double-blind placebo tests. They do double-blind placebo tests with drugs, but they don't do them with vaccines. You think that might be related to financial incentive? That's not good science. And by the way, Vioxx killed 50,000 people. And so is this plague of COVID behind us? Not likely. Our concern, and you've seen in the last few days, people starting mask mandates again or you know, so, you know, we think COVID-19 may be only the beginning of the troubles for the people of this world if more folks don't resist, but I think more folks are resisting. What do we have at stake? Freedom of speech, freedom of worship, freedom of assembly, medical privacy. That's a lot of important stuff. So how do we start taking back control of our lives? You had some ideas well, on that. Well, awareness of these things is a big part of it, but there's also many things that we can start to do. As we celebrated the 4th of July this year, I just had a real thought, you know, we can implement a new Declaration of Independence. Families and individuals and churches can begin to become less dependent on big entities like big government, big pharma, big big education. We can We can declare our own independence. We need to stop giving power to them. And we can do that. We can do a lot of things. The key to independence and greater freedom is largely decentralization. There's local groups, we've talked about them already, Reopen San Diego and Let Them Breathe, that have had a big influence with really relatively fewer people involved. If more people get involved, they can have a lot bigger influence. We can do strategies to get more good people elected to office. Uh, personally, for example, I'm active with the North County Conservatives, which is an activist group that meets every month and does a lot of uh, l- lot of things, uh, a lot of activities. I'm also on the board of the National Center for Law and Policy, which is a local nonprofit legal group that's had tremendous success for about a year. the The group had nothing but legal setbacks, and now they've won major victories and even damages for some of the churches they've defended. 
And what would have happened if they would have never gotten involved? Well, and then there's the local, the, the recall Newsom effort. There's the school choice initiative. Right, right. These, we need to get Newsom out of office. We need to get better people in office. There are so many ways to contribute. And another thing we can do is grow food in our own gardens or form co-ops like local farmers markets as much as possible. So we're not dependent on huge box stores. We can grow, you know, grow our food. And it's a joy to do that. We found out this year. And patronize local uh, food markets and, and thing, you know, things yeah. you see on the street corner. And if you go to a businesses. supermarket, if you go to a supermarket, we like going to like major market. It's independent. Another thing you can yeah. do is get out of debt. Don't make big interest payments to big banks. Live within your means. And if you need to take out a loan, go to a smaller bank or a credit union. Yes, think small about your when you use your cash and your dollars. We must oppose, and this is huge, any kind of medical mandates. Now that we know who's behind the huge push to make profits from vaccines, we can oppose these companies, call them on their shoddy science, just like people eventually expose the big tobacco companies for their shoddy science and for causing cancer. Lots of legal help is available for anyone coerced to take an experimental injection. Go to America Frontline Doctors, the website. Go to Millions Against Medical Mandates or go to SolariReport.com. And there's many people standing by waiting to help you, legal help and uh, other encouragement. Contact us at BiblicalCitizen at gmail.com. And then we can get noisy. We can speak out because when we when they get pushed back, representatives oftentimes back off. Tell them we don't need vaccine sales reps coming to our doors. Call Governor Newsom and tell him you are not going to submit to vaccine passports in order to have a job or any other thing in society. See, we, we can help and resist, and we can do it politely and speak the truth in love. And the silver lining is that maybe more of the more and more of this coercion that the government's doing will drive the recall even more and will drive people to to take more action and get in office. So what what have we seen this week? San Diego Todd Gloria issued an incentive for restaurant owners for them to discriminate against unvaccinated people this week. Uh, this is unlawful. It goes against the Civil Rights Act. Go to reopensandiego.org website and one thing you we can do is start spreading the proclamation against discrimination. I guess we need a new civil rights move, civil rights movement in the restaurants and businesses. We can oppose any discrimination by getting restaurant owners and others to sign this proclamation that they will not discriminate. You know, most most restaurant owners just want to provide a place for people to eat together and celebrate. They'd really like to run their business, so. You know, and one last silver lining for many parents and children from all these lockdowns, more folks, and we've mentioned this before, have pulled their kids out of public schools and started either homeschooling or going to private schools or other alternatives. In fact, they're developing also newer alternatives like co-ops. And this is a way we can help decentralize big education. And if you're still in the public schools, you can pay more attention to what they're doing there. So support the California School Choice Initiative. It has a real chance of becoming a reality if we get involved. We shouldn't allow our children to be mass-masked indefinitely and all vaccinated and, you know, indoctrinated with anti-Christian dogma. So one last quote from the book, 
the truth about COVID-19. The hour may be late, but there's still room to turn things around by thinking and acting locally, buying local foods and products, engaging in local politics, local organizing, and we start cutting off the lifeblood of companies that are pushing us in the wrong direction. Want to have a realistic impact? Bless your neighbor by praying sincerely and acting locally. Support independent small businesses and join with Reopen San Diego to keep businesses open and free. Try growing growing more of your own food. Take control of your own health and do your own research on how to prevent illness. We can exercise caution towards doctors who just follow the CDC. Our faith is in the God of the universe who gives us every hour of our lives. Thank you, folks. And to bless your neighbor this week, gather with your friends, gather with your neighbors, support your local church, and of course, realize that our lives are in the hands of our great God who loves us, and that can give us so much peace. We serve him and him only. Till next week, thanks. Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibilities Responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K Praise.